It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford. Adam the Bull. Garrett Bush. And so many big names... It would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Hey, what is up? Y'all heard of Tommy Bahama. This is Tommy Batavis, a.k.a. Schoolboy T.Y. in the crib. Come on now. Tyvis Powell, G. Bush, Mike <laughs> with you on this beautiful out to the Wednesday morning. Bull is off. Jay is off. So y'all got the A squad here today. Minus our two favorites. G. Bush got coffee an hour ago. And he's still flabbergasted and still, at how it's so scorching It's still hot. hot, bro. McDonald's, y'all got to do better, bro. I remember the old case. You, Everybody heard the urban legend about the lady that spilled the coffee and soup McDonald's because it was way too hot. I got this coffee over an hour ago, and this thing is still <laughs> at 99.9 thousand degrees Celsius. That's not Fahrenheit. <laughs> They want you to Celsius is what this is devastating. That's the point of it, I though. can't even drink it. The point of coffee <laughs> is to be able to sip regularly, not wait till the show is over and drink. This is crazy. Uh, by the way, Tybus is channeling his inner Giannis. You know, he's gone fishing already. <laughs> you know, Giannis been on vacation for weeks now, so I, I, it's good to see. That's fine. We'll get into that later. We, on we will show. get into that. Uh, G Bush said he got his coffee an hour ago. Tyvis, you got here. You're usually upstairs with us about yeah. an hour before the show. Today, yeah. we came down to the studio at 1030, and we're looking around like, where's Tyvis? Where's Tyvis? We, didn't, we waited to call you, and then we get a text from Tyvis. And uh, do you want to tell the people where you were real quick? I was in the bathroom. You know, it was one of those things that – so I, everybody knows that I got like a two-hour drive. But today was an was a interesting day because, see, I got a new grill. I got a new Blackstone grill. So Ooh. my old Blackstone, we was giving it to, I was giving it to my mother-in-law. Okay. So she lives in Worcester, which is on the way from Columbus to here. So I had to make a detour, drop the grill off, right? Boom, get that out the way. And I hit back on the road mm-hmm. to get here on time. The last 50 minutes of the ride, my stomach just go, bloop, 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 <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. The little fish air And I'm just like, Oh, no, <laughs> like this is bad. So I'm like, well, I got 50 minutes till I get to Cleveland. I think I can make it. So I'm flying. On top of that, it was some shoes that came out. Them Jordan 6s came out today, the all red ones. So I had you to on get, StockX I, trying to I, get No, I was on the sneaker app trying to get that too. So I'm driving, <laughs> going fast, trying to get here while buying shoes. It was, it was a lot. But I get here, and nobody was in here when I got here. I got here at like 10, 15. Nobody was down here. So I put my bag right over there to let y'all know that I was here. Okay, fair, fair. Boom, ran to the bathroom and it was like pops off Friday, man. It was I was in there, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel five pounds lighter, boy. I tell, you, man, I feel good. Hey, man, Tybus, you know, congratulations. Hey, man, uh, listen, a nice bowel movement is not is healthy for you. I, actually. Well, well, actually, I want to congratulate you on bringing another life into the world. You gave birth <laughs> to a brand new dog. <laughs> A baby dolphin is now swimming in the toilet. 
Congratulations. <laughs> I feel better though. I feel better. I'm ready Thomas, for a great show. Was it one of those ones where you were hungry afterwards? No, because I see the part. Now that's the thing. So I, let me tell you, I had some Wendy's breakfast, and I was as I was eating the sandwich. That's, that's why. That's when that's it what hit. That's yeah. why it was like I was good the whole way, and I ate the sandwich, and boom, I, it just it like ran straight through me. McNuggets. There is there is not. No. <laughs> He could have said McDonald's breakfast. Wendy, that's a mistake. When, Wendy's got some good breakfast. I don't though. even. I, 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 I mean, that, listen, bro. They, you you can eat two things at Wendy's: junior bacon cheeseburgers <laughs> and nuggets. Facts. Other than that, Facts. don't be deviating to the no. other meals. Wendy's, Sixes Wendy's, and fives. And some meals. people put Wendy's above McDonald's. Stop. Those people are wrong. Those people. Are crazy. I don't. Those it, people it's not. Wrong. It's not wrong. I mean, it, Wendy's has got some good food. Anthony, where where do you want to have breakfast this morning? Uh, we had McDonald's breakfast. Got a sausage McMuffin with two hash browns. Earl, would you? Why don't you get a steak bagel? Earl had the same thing. Have you guys crapped your pants this morning? Oh, I'm figuring by like 12:45, I'll be ready See, for the show to wrap. That's called low management. He still come. He still got to. <laughs> he said at 12:45. See he what would. he did there. <laughs> y'all, y'all terrible, man. <laughs> well, I don't think we have time for final takes, so I do want to give a shout. I went to Il Rion last night. Have y'all been to Il Rion, the pizza joint in Gordon Square? No. I don't even. Well, I, I don't know where these squares is. It's in Lakewood. You live in Lakewood. I, I don't. I lived in Lakewood. I don't. I don't Gordon Square to. is kind of not labeled very well. Uh, all I'm saying is, Bull told me it was the best pizza in Cleveland. It was hands down the best pizza I've ever had in Cleveland. So shout out Il Rion if you haven't been there. Well, if we doing check it out. Well, if we doing that, dude, put the camera on me, Steve. <laughs> put the camera on me, cause I last week I was telling y'all that I was going to the crispy chick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, right? Listen to me. Real good. <laughs> Listen, let me, let me, let me sell it for y'all. First of all, support local black businesses. If you got time to go to the crispy chicken, you like canes, okay? If you like, if you want to go all the way to Strongsville for canes, you ain't even got to do that. Go right down to, to 55th to go get you some of this crispy chick. It's just like canes, but it's got more. It's like the seasoning on the chicken and the fries. It's just better. It's equivalent to when grandma used to make chicken. It's like that type of seasoning on the chicken and on the fries, man. I told you it was good. I told you it was good. Listen, don't wear no socks because when you bite that chicken, they're going to come off anyway. (laughs) Well, 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 I'm I'm in between paydays, so let me just put the camera on me. So, Steve, man, I'm going to tell you, I went to the crib. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to mess with these houses, these floors, and these cats be giving me all kind of hell. They be charging me out the wazoo, bro. I'm, I'm just out here poor. So guess what? I went to the crib yesterday. I got me some not chicken ramen, some beef ramen. Oh. But I put I put the beef ramen on the stove top. It wasn't microwave. It was on the hot pot. And then what I did to spice it up, I put on top of the seasoning packet. I had me some crushed up chilies. <laughs> and so I had the crushed up chili. It was a spicy beef ramen. Ooh. It was like a hibachi type. Beer. <laughs> and I ate that boy. It was just the right amount of sauce and, 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 and the noodles was cooked perfectly. Man, I had to put two packs in there, bro. I told my girl, no, you can't have none of these. I'm in between. Yeah, in between. I'm in between. So shout out to the top ramen. Yeah, man. You're not eating that before the show or you would have been there with Tyvis. Yeah, uh, but moving on. Now, Hey, hey, that's that's the intro you get without bowl. You wouldn't think that you got the three most in shape guys in the show come in and talk food for the first ten minutes, but guess what? Some good food. That's right. what we do. Uh, we got a big show coming up. We'll do bowls bet in one sec. We are going to talk about a potential Donovan Mitchell for Jalen Brown swap if it's on the table. We're gonna talk about some new special teams rule mm. in the NFL, which Tyvis is kind of hot on. This may eliminate a roster spot for the Browns, which we'll get into. We're gonna talk a little Guardians potentially at the end. Will Brennan? 
made peace with the birds last night by hitting a home run. He, he uh, honored Anthony, I think, with the tag board, but he said that home <laughs> run was for the bird he killed the day before. And here it is, in memory of the bird, Brennan goes yard, silly willy for the dub. The Guardians, though, took a 4-2 loss to the White Sox. We'll get into that. John Morant posted on his Instagram page today a cryptic goodbye message. We'll dig into that. And we'll also talk whether or not the Browns have a championship-caliber roster heading into the 2023 season. But first, we have Bulls Bet of the Day. Anthony, who's that brought to us by? It's always brought to you by Bet Rivers. Hey, Ohio, Bet Rivers Online Sportbook is the place to be for every single game. Now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers Sportbook. When you use deposit code SPORTS, you'll receive a second chance bet up to $500. Get in on all the action with weekly specials on your favorite sports like basketball and hockey. Go Knights. To help you win big, check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. And Bull is taking Red Sox minus 104 at the Angels tonight. He's taking the money line. Bull won his bet yesterday. He is 2-0 this week, and he is 30-19 on the season when it comes to his baseball bets. If you want to win money, Bet it with ball. And you guys with that, ready to get into some real top. Are you going to keep the sunglasses hat on the whole show I if think, we decided? I, I think so. Okay, so we'll, y'all, see me we'll ran- see. y'all see me randomly giggling. It's because I looked at Tyvis, and, and that's just not going to not be funny for two hours. So, <laughs> with that being it's a serious said, moment. with that being said, last week, and this came out before the Zadarius Smith trade, so that's a caveat we do have to consider here. Mm-hmm. PFF released its rankings of the best rosters in football. Based on talent, positional importance, top to bottom. And Anthony, do you want to start? We want to run through all 32 real quick, and then we'll break into whether or not the Browns are properly ranked too high or too low. Yeah, so Steve, you can take 177 here. So at first place, they have the Eagles and the 49ers, the Bengals, the Chiefs, and then the Bills. Steve, we can go next. Six got the Cowboys, the Jets, the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Dolphins. Go ahead, Steve. Seahawks, Steelers, Lions. There's our Browns there at number 14. Jaguars. Vikings, Commanders, Patriots, Saints, Broncos, Raiders, Bears, Giants, Panthers, Titans, Falcons, Packers, Buccaneers, Colts, Texans, Rams, and very last, the Cardinals. So that's PFF's list of the best rosters. I'll say once again, this was before the Zadarius Smith trade. So let's start with that little caveat first. Adding Zadarius Smith to this roster, Mm. do you think that bumps the Browns up? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Two spots. Uh, is Darius Smith. Two spots, three spots, four spots. Let, like, me, let me see that. Where do you think that let goes? Let me see that again, Anthony. Where the, they're, they're the, at 14. I need to see the teams. That's No, the, where the Browns is, that, that It's the that third slide. one. Yeah, 11 <laughs> to 15. They come in at number 14. They're ranked fourth in the division behind the Steelers, Ravens, okay. and Bengals. But once again, I think, me personally, the Zary Smith move well, puts def- them ahead of the Steelers now at, at the minimum. They definitely above the Lions. I'm going to tell you that right now because yeah. the Lions secondary is trash. Um... As far as Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is still like I think Pittsburgh got some game records, but it's still some position that they need there. You know, they didn't address all of their needs, but particularly the offensive line is still not that great. Um, I like the Browns. Uh, when you look at the Browns team, I don't really see 
like a flawed spot. Like I think they got players in every position. You know, if you look at the offensive line, defensive line, secondary linebackers may be the only one, but those guys have been productive at times. So I think when you look at it like that, I would put them above Pittsburgh too. Man, I, I, I want every Cleveland Brown. I want every Cleveland Brown to, 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 to tap in real quick, man. Um, right now, man, y'all catches is ain't y'all tired of this? Like y'all cats be getting disrespected at an all time level. And for once, I would like y'all to go out and play with some sort of chip on your shoulder and attitude because they treat y'all like a bunch of nice dudes that don't matter. And for the most part, I can't fault them for it. But y'all got so many dudes and playmakers on this roster and they consistently give you this backhanded, disrespectful, oh, it's just the Browns talk. Like, when is y'all going to get ready to go out and dominate people and then say, yeah, we dominated them and we don't like them? Is, when are we going to get to a point where y'all can actually talk to other people in the division and be like, listen, the Bengals is cool, but we don't, we don't fear the Bengals or the Ravens, and we definitely don't even like the Steelers. The fact that they got the Detroit Lions higher than y'all as far as talent, the fact that the Steelers is even remotely, even close in terms of talent rated higher than them, and the Seattle Seahawks? Like, at, this, at the end of the day, I like some of these teams, but when you look at it, nobody can <coughs> boast this. We arguably got the number one pass rusher. We arguably got the, num the number one running back. You talk about it. We got a top five offensive line. You've upgraded your receivers and you got you already had Amari Cooper. Your secondary is nice. You got you got dudes in there in the secondary that have won championships. You got guy you, you, the leading tackler on the team was your safety and he's coming back. And not to mention you got a Zadarius Smith who's now gives you probably the best tandem in terms of pass rushers. They disrespect y'all and, and they do it because they feel they can get that off. I want y'all to look at this stuff and come out this year and be like, look, we not about to be nobody's doormats because we tired of hearing this noise and, and jargon and, and, and stuff like that. It's a disrespectful spot to be 14, especially behind the Seguilers with their no name quarterback. That's terrible. Yeah, I, I do think there's a Darius Smith move would change the rankings. I certainly think they move up a couple spots. G alluded to something that this brings us to the big question with this topic here. Looking top to bottom, and we don't have a final 53-man roster yet. We have about 70 guys <coughs> on the team. They'll add more. They'll end up cutting it down to 53. When you look at this Browns team entering the 2023 season, Tyus, we'll start with you. We'll go around. Do the Browns have a championship-caliber roster heading into week one of this year? Based off of talent alone, they've been had a championship roster for the past three years. I think that the difference is, is that is what G alluded to. It's the attitude of the players. It's the attitude of the team. I think that's if you because the talent is there. I mean, on paper, talent wise, they they every position has exactly what they need to win a championship. It's the attitude. It's the doing the extra stuff. It's being a professional about the career. That's what they're lacking on this team. If they can get that to meet the expectations of this team, then they they would definitely be a playoff team. Could go to the championship for sure because they have addressed all the the major concerns that was on this team. 
I think they will do it because of with the coaching staff that they got in there. It'll change the mindset of these players. But at the end of the day, it's all about attitude. They come in there with that and we the dog pounder. Y'all want to be some dogs go out there with that attitude. And I promise you y'all will blow y'all would not just win. y'all will blow a lot of teams out because on paper as far as roster y'all it's an X factor each week and y'all have a mismatch somewhere every week on y'all roster. So y'all just got to exploit it. I wouldn't even mind if they got they played in a way that they called the Browns a dirty team. I wouldn't mind that either. I, I would. I, I, I'd I, say thank you. It's about time. I, I, I like. I want. Like <laughs> about I, time. I don't like. I don't want people comfortable. I don't want opposing. T- I don't want co- people's children comfortable coming to the stadium. If you see the Browns on the schedule, you say no. We're gonna go to the Steelers. We go. We'll go to the Steelers game because we're not gonna show up at Cleveland Stadium like that because you, you know what is gonna happen. Like. It's too, it's too lax. It's too comfortable. I need to see that from from the Browns. When is the last time, Tyvis, you saw the Browns play a team and they win it and they slap on that extra touchdown? Well, they don't. But do you know what the reason is, though? The head coach. They slap. They that's slap one. That's they, not the. That's not the the, the attitude yeah, of the head coach. That's not oh who he is. God. Now I'm not saying nothing's wrong with that because on the offensive side of the ball, I think he is. I've seen him do it. I see him torment corners and stuff like that. If he sees blood in the water, he attacks it. That's what I've seen before. So, but I just think overall, as a head coach, he doesn't come off to me as that type of guy. He's a very uh, well, well, maybe, laid back type of guy. That, so here's the thing. What I would like to see is I want to see Jim Schwartz or somebody. Somebody in this, in this, and people talk about changing the culture a lot. Culture is just a, 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 a word that people throw around. You got to drill down on that. I want to see killer instinct. I want to see you embarrassing people. One thing I can always appreciate about a, a coach, Urban Meyer, that you played for. Urban Meyer hmm. has always been the way he is. Yeah. When he was at Bowling Green, I was at OU. And we played them in that same office. They was running around. They was they put seventy two points of on us. They beat us like seventy two to ten. And, and, and listen, and and, and and I loved it because I saw the look on my coach's face when they, we was getting smoked. And I was looking at him like, "That's another man on the other sidelines, McNuggets, giving yeah. you that work, and you can't call it off." And at the end of the day, I respected him, even though I was on the other sideline, because you knew what you was gonna get. If you if you was thinking that they was gonna g- give you the gentleman's punt and they was gonna keep the score down to forty four to ten, that's not what he's about. He's about pouring that Kool Aid. That's a fact. They, that Kool Aid. He would you tell. He would tell you. Listen, it's not our fault that they're on our schedule. It's up to yeah. them to get better. We're not about to come down and play to their level. We're teaching them a lesson. If you want to compete with us, you got to get better. And that's that's just what it is. It's a dog eat dog world. This game of football is a violent game. Okay, yeah. if you got the chance to run up the score and let somebody know that it. it is what it is. This ain't no fluke. Then you do it. And that's what Stefanski needs to do. Just just go out. You got all the tools to, to score as many points as you want. And it's nothing that a lot of teams can do about it. Really? Honestly, when you look at it, it's like there's nothing you can stop. So just do it. Let un Unleash the playbook. That's what you need to do. And to your point, it's not just offensively anymore. Like they have the pieces on defense too to run up the score on offense and completely shut you down on defense. So when Bull said this last week, and I think he's spot on. When you look at their position groups, top to bottom, quarterback, running back, receiver, the only one you can even make the argument that is below league average potentially is linebacker. Yep. And I think it's too fair to even fully judge that linebacker room because of the circumstances last year, as you as you've alluded to, Tyvis, mm-hmm. where. They were taking on offensive linemen and trying to make plays, and they're just not big enough right. and or talented enough to do that. Back to the question, is the championship roster? I think absolutely it's a championship roster. And you look at the DNA of championship teams. They all have 
relatively three things in common. They're each unique in their own ways, but they have three things in common. One, top-tier quarterback play. Mm -hmm. We did not see that from Deshaun Watson last year. We all expect him to get back to at least the same level he was in Houston, if not even better. Cross that off. I believe the Browns have top-tier quarterback play when Deshaun Watson has a full offseason with these weapons. Two, you got to get to the damn quarterback. Last year, Kansas City, Chris Jones and Frank Clark. The Eagles had four dudes with 10-plus sacks. Yeah. Now the Browns have Jim Schwartz, Zadarius Smith, with Miles Garrett, with Oboa Klonkro, with Dalvin Tomlinson, who Matt Collar told us last week doesn't have the sack numbers, but is an underrated pass rusher from the interior to go with a Mohurst, a Tristan Hill, a Siaki Ika. They have weapons. And Ajiz even said last week, too, you got JOK on blitz stunts now, which is where he excels. And then you got to have playmakers mm -hmm. and game-breaker kind of playmakers. And on offense... Nick Chubb, as good as it gets. In the receiver room, we've seen Amari Cooper take over games. Mm -hmm. We all think and believe Elijah Moore can be that outside X factor for the Browns. Maybe it's Cedric Tillman. Hell, maybe it's David Njoku making one-handed catches like he did against the Buccaneers in overtime, or to send that game to overtime. And then on defense, Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson, Newsome, Delpit, maybe JOK develops into that. In my opinion, those are the characteristics and the <clears throat> DNA of championship teams and championship rosters. Mm -hmm. And you look at the Browns from... Top, Miles Garrett, Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, down to whoever's 53 men on that roster. There's not a weak spot to look at, at least on paper. Well, Will that translate? We'll see in week one. But you have every reason in the world to be excited about the perspective of this team based on the 53 guys on that roster as we head into the season. Well, I'll take it a step further. I mean, to be honest with you, they, this is it's actually win or nothing because after this season – it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of question marks. It's a lot of changes. Yeah. Obviously, the, the yeah. cap hit's going to hit. A lot of players' caps is going to hit. So it's a lot of players that you won't be able to retain or you're going to have to cut for cap cap. There's a really, so, good, really good chance. This is Cooper and DPJ's last season. Exactly. Really if, good if Tillman and Elijah Moore have big years, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. And, and, and here's and – I, and I want to – I think sometimes you got to go back and, and question and look at certain things. I think a lot of, a lot of this talk and conversation has to do with Deshaun Watson – and, and we talk about these last six games, right? Let's let's be for real. Like, how difficult is it? How difficult is it to not play in all these years, right? And then you come back, and you don't come back at the beginning of the season. You come back in the middle of a playoff hunt. These dudes, Tyvis, you know what type of shape and what type of game reps that you need at the middle when you come in the middle of the season. There's a lot of things you know. You already know how, what I need to do to get my body ready for the week. Mm -hmm. you, the, the speed of the game has slowed down. Mm -hmm. Now you know on film tendencies, everything that you've been looking at from different teams. You've now had the time to make adjustments and, and mistakes that happened before. Now you, all those things are things that people are ready, ready and prepared to play in the middle of the season. Now, if you take it, you just throw a quarterback in there and it's the hardest position in the world to play. You ain't threw it. You ain't throw the ball in the whole year. You sat a year before that. You had no offseason. You didn't play in the preseason. The speed of the game is probably going like this a thousand miles an hour. Now, when we take a look and say, okay, Deshaun Watson, I think it's fascinating that people have written him off on six games, but they they have they didn't write Stafford off. Matt Stafford didn't play all that well. They didn't write they, they, you know, uh, we, we talk about Carr, David Carr. They, they didn't write him off. Heck, they didn't even, even Derek, write Eric. Yes, Derek, Derek. Derek. Same we, person. We David Carr after the rookie. Year. He, they, he was tough. That was a tough career. Same joint. Yeah. It's the, but they didn't. They yeah. listen. They, <laughs> it, 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 Rogers had a tough year. 
Yeah. They don't write these. They're not writing these guys off at the same level as all of a sudden for six games coming out of nowhere. All of a sudden Deshaun Watson ain't never been good. Ain't never going to be good. And now the Browns is rate 16 to 20. So that's crazy. So PFF and I forget which P and I apologize. I forget which PFF writer it was. I think it was Sam Monzo. I could be wrong, but they released their top 32 quarterbacks entering the season list. I think two days ago and we've done so many quarterback rankings. Like I don't know how many more times we can say. I thought what he wrote for Deshaun Watson was as accurate as anyone I've heard. He ranked him 13th, by the way, 13th or 14th. And he said Deshaun Watson is the single hardest player to rank heading into the 2023 season. The single in the entire league, any position. He, hasn't pl- he played six games in two years. We didn't see the, the normal progression of an, an elite quarterback from game one when he did play to game six. It wasn't just shake off rust good. It was he, he just wasn't really good for six games. Mm-hmm. Showed a little signs of improvement. He wasn't as bad in week six as he was against Houston in week one. But it wasn't like he was bad, little better, little better, little better. He, for the most part, he just he wasn't great last year. He wasn't very good last year, frankly mm-hmm. said. But we also know what Deshaun Watson can do. And it's like it's hard to kind of find that middle ground of, am I confident he's going to get it back? I think he can, but I haven't seen it in two years. We only have that six-game sample size to grade him on in two years. You know what I mean? You so, play bad. So he's like, I think he's going to get back to being so, good, but I don't know how to officially rank that. Pause this. Just put it right there. <laughs> like, like, so, so six games, right? So give me six games. He didn't play good in six games, but the man got 111 touchdowns and 41 picks and 67% of his passes. Like, let's not act like you don't have a sample size. You know what it is. Like, people be acting real funny. Like, he sat, was he injured that year he sat out? No. He didn't do nothing. He nope. was chilling. Yeah. So you got the next year. You got six games with no preseason, nothing. These dudes is writing him off for six games when I just saw 111 touchdowns. But you know what? You know what? I, you know what the question really is? Are they writing him off or are they writing the play call? Well, and, then, and real quick before you answer that question, G, they're not going to give Watson the benefit of the doubt. No. Like he's, so in all these rankings too, I think what's, it was Sam Monzone, Anthony, what he said is fair. He's tough to rank just because we, we haven't seen it in two years. And that is that is fair. Like, we all think he's going to be good. We do just you, haven't seen it in two do years. Do you trust Deshaun Watson? Yes. I, I, do you I think trust Kevin Stefanski? For the most part, yeah. I, I think his play calling issues have been overstated. I'll be, I'll be honest. If, Garrett? If, Garrett? I'm, I'm going to tell you about Stefanski. <laughs> do you? Um, yeah, I do. I'm yeah. Eight, I, 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 I went against Kevin Stefanski before, so I know he's actually. I, 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 from what I hear, what Kevin Stefanski said, when he said, I don't care. We'll just write up new plays. If Deshaun yeah. don't like the plays, we're going to go in every week with new plays or whatever one is, and that's how we're going to move. That's the attitude I like because now you put a little bit of onus and ownership in, in Deshaun Watson's back pocket. We're saying every single week we go in here, these are the plays we put in. These are the plays we you said you're comfortable with. Now we need you to go execute the plays that you like and you said you're comfortable with. And for once, I think if you got a franchise quarterback, the coach is going to move naturally to the background. Yeah. If yeah. he naturally moves and he becomes part of the stands or part of the staff or he's not the focal point. And sometimes when you don't have a franchise quarterback, you put a lot of emphasis on the guy who has the sheet in his hand. Yep. But when you got talent and that ball moving up and down the field, it, it goes from all right, well, you a nice dude to, oh, well, Deshaun Watson and the Browns are playing well, not Kevin Stefanski and the Browns offense. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. That's what that, we need to get that, to. That's totally fair. And when you look at the weapons the Browns have this year, 
there's no shortage of options for Stefanski to dial up in the run game, in the passing game, in the play action game, the intermediate, the deep pass, and the short pass, the screen. Like, they have weapons on first and 10 and third and 17. Stefanski should have three good play calls in every situation. And I liked when he said, I'm working with Deshaun Watson side by side, hand in hand, to make sure he's comfortable. If he doesn't like a play, guess what we're doing? I don't have a piece of paper, but toss it out. We're going to drop a new one. Like, that's what a good play caller should do with a franchise quarterback. And every indication we've got from the Stefanski-Watson relationship has been working towards this. A full offseason, those two putting their football minds together, creating and birthing a playbook that completely complements Deshaun Watson's skill set. And we need that energy level. People talk about, they, they talk so much about what Deshaun Watson does on the field. I want to see Deshaun Watson. I challenge you right now. I challenge you. I need to see two to three celebrations a game. I need to see two to three, <laughs> four celebrations. Like, I need that exuberance, that youthfulness. I need that excitement, that stuff that people believe in. When you score a touchdown, I need you to let people know you scored a touchdown and you about to go back out there and put some more points on the board. See, sometimes when you go through a lot of different things in your life, people will strip you. They'll strip you of your powers. They'll say, you know, what makes you you is your personality. And they'll say, well, you got to show that you're contrite. You, you messed up, and they'll keep reminding you messed up. That was a year ago. This Last year was the messed up year. This year, you go and mess other people up this year. Like, you let them know. And so when they, when they talk about the Cleveland Browns, you're not going to be hearing allegations. You're going to be hearing, well, dang, Deshaun Watson is having an under, uh, underneath a, a, a low-key MVP season. Wow, this dude is leading the league in touchdowns and completions. Wow, this dude got the Browns looking like, yeah, that's how you shut people up, that play on the field. And so I'm excited to see Deshaun Watson get back to that level yeah. where he got that swag and that, 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 that it thing. Like, I, I, that's what I want to well, see. Well, I think if he shows that, I think it'll unleash everybody. Yep. Every, that, that's the thing. Because yeah. if he comes out there and he's sweat, it, it's contained. It's like, man, I want to do that myself. So, like, let me start making some plays. And now you got a whole team that's getting their confidence. People call it cocky, but in this game, you got to have some cockiness or confidence in your game if you want to excel. And that's one of the clear things I seen missing on offense last uh, year was that there was no confidence. Even that and defense, there was no confidence. I don't know if it was in the coach or if it was in the plays or whatever it was in, but there just wasn't no confidence out there. I was I was on Phil Taylor's show yesterday. I'm going to ask you this question, Tyvis, because in G Bush, you too. Does that come like and you say you don't know if it comes from a coach, but if a coach has I don't want to say swag, but like if a coach has that exudes confidence, he walks around the locker room and he knows that his stuff is good. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like these plays are going to work. This defense is going to work. My shit's good. I don't, I don't know how else to phrase it in a way. Does that exude to the team? Does the team kind of pick up on that and play with that same Absolutely. swag and confidence? And yeah. if it's not there, does the team struggle to kind of find that within themselves? I'll give you an example. You want to know Please. how I know it's true? Let's, That's why take, I let's take Cincinnati, for example. Yeah. They got Lou as a defensive coordinator, yeah. and now all of a sudden they making these plays. There's some trash talking going on. They're confident. Mm-hmm. Before Lou, there wasn't a lot of noise being made out there in Cincinnati. And now all of a sudden they, they do now because of the defensive coordinator. So, yes, the, the coach – the coach and, and trusting and having confidence in the game plan because a good defensive coordinator would show you, like, this is the play that they're going to run. This is what we're going to do to stop the play. And then as a, a smart player would say, okay, if we're going to do that, what happens if they adjust and do this? He'll say, it still works. They'll do this and yeah. boom, we'll be right here. Yeah. And you'll be sitting there thinking like, 
Well, if that's the case, there's nothing that they can yeah. do. So now it, it, you get that confidence going to the game. Like, it's, no matter what answer you try to come with on offense, we got an answer for you defensively, and that makes you play with confidence. Same for you, too? Yeah, it's like I give an example. Like, you know, like you're a producer, right? Like, when we first start doing these shows, like, you don't really know who you got on the cast. You're trying to figure out what people's strong suits is and how they're moving or whatever. But after you get to it be in the mix of it, you, you've seen people talk on the run and you see people come together. It's like, okay, well, now you put a run down together and you'll be like, man, ain't no such thing as a bad show. Like, I could put, I could put these topics together. I know people is going to be able to talk to them, expound to them, ad lib, be funny, do all these other different things because you've seen it before because you got the collection of people. I think that when you give that off, like when you say, okay, we about to do this today, and it's going to work. This is psychology. This isn't just regular sports. This is all about the psychological mindset of people and successful people visualizing success, being successful, telling yourself in the mirror, I am going to be this manifested into the into into reality. And a lot of people think that's just jargon. But the people that really are successful in life from business to, to, to science, the people that are extremely smart or, or to athletes, those people expect that they're going to win and even they're not that's not saying that they're not going to lose but the expectation level is i prepared i put in the energy i put in the effort i'm ready to go and i see myself visualizing myself as as a successful person and getting it done so i think the coach can do that i think the quarterback can do it and when you get people moving in synergy and tandem it's infectious yeah i I obviously didn't play football and anthony get t read in one sec but my sophomore year of college, I don't think I've ever told this story, but I played for Jim O'Brien, who coached at Ohio State, who was, Go in, in my opinion, 5,000 times smarter than any other D3 coach in the country. Like, that's the reason we won some games. We played the number one team in the country my sophomore year. They were on a 29-game win streak, and this is how we knew we could beat them. All week, we practiced against this one out-of-bounds play from underneath the basket they had. They scored every time on it, and he told an Ed Reed. He told our center, he's like, you take one false step this way, do a little banana cut, and you're going to get a steal. We're going to go down and get a fast break dunk. And we're like, why would you take a false step? They're going to pass. He's like, just trust me. He's going to see it like this. He's going to make that pass. Hurley, who was our center, is going to turn around. He's going to steal with his left hand. He's going to throw it up to Thorpe. Thorpe's going to dunk it. Third play of the game. Guess what happens? They get it out of bounds. Yep. <laughs> he's like, we're ready. He's like, he's always, he's like, this, he's like this is going to happen. He's like, trust me. This is going to happen. Hurley takes a step. Their point guard inbounding, thinks he's got the little bounce pass for the slip, throws it, Hurley turns around, catches with his left hand. OB called which hand he was going to catch it with. Scoops it up to Thorpe, Thorpe dunks it. We're up 6 nothing. We end up beating the number one team in the country. When coaches know their shit don't stink, <laughs> yeah, and they right. know what the hell they're talking I'm about, you. it oozes off. And I know that's basketball, not football, but yeah, it's, it's the same, same way. Works. And we ended up winning that game. It ain't uh, Anthony, you got to root for our next topic. What's up? Yeah, so we wanted to go out and ask the YouTube chat if – they thought we had a championship caliber team, and whenever we do that, it's brought to you by PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. In all locations of PCC Airfoils, in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 an hour and up. Plus, get a full-time benefit package. Pet it. Packages. Paid time off and signing bonus. <laughs> Apply online at freecast.com slash careers to learn more. I really got to take the headphones off when I do those ad reads. But we have a super <laughs> chat, too, from Professor Chaos. He thinks if Deshaun comes back and plays as a top five QB this year, they should get, NFL should give him the comeback player of the year award. Agreed. I agree. Agreed. Oh, and you know he ain't getting that right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's I not just, getting it, but pro- I, Professor agree. Chaos is right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it ain't going to happen, but he's right. He's right. He ain't getting that yeah. right. 
And then, let do know. the Cleveland Browns have a championship caliber roster? 81% of us are drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't even say think, yes. I don't even think he's drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I just think it's the reality. Top to bottom, their roster is really... Tommy Batavis over here. Yeah, I'm sorry, because he really not get this. There's no way. Yeah, you're right. He getting any no. awards. No, They're no, not no. giving him no awards ever. Like, bro, yeah. he could throw for 7,000 next year. They're going to be like, you got to do it three years in a row. Like, that goalpost is going to be moving <laughs> yeah. like the lost, in, the island and lost. <laughs> the island is in is in Jamaica. I thought the island was in by, by Australia. That island been moving all season. Did Ben Roethlisberger ever get anything like No. 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 Once you get alleged of doing anything like that, it, you have to be otherworldly, othergodly. To you got to be Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you just have to be, like, the top so. five greatest of all time before they give you so. something. And he didn't get no MVP after that. Yeah, that's his, – Did he? His awards he, is well, good. He won MVP in what, 08, 09? Yeah, so that was after that. His best bet is to get a yeah. Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah. We're going to move to our next topic, and this one we're glad to have Tyvis in for because he is our resident NFL special teams. We actually learned G. Bush played kickoff, too, yes. in high school yesterday when his teammate was on Antonio Hall. That was so, scary. G, this, this may have affected you, too, but the Hilarious. NFL passed a new rule, and the owners approved this, and we can take the tag board from me and Rapport whenever you're ready, that essentially will negate kickoffs for eternity in the NFL. Instead of having to either have a touchback or a return, now teams can fair catch a kickoff and it automatically gets placed at the 25-yard line. Some numbers for you. Only <laughs> six out of over 1,000 kicks last year, kickoffs, were returned for a touchdown. It was less than 1%. Only three punt return touchdowns in the whole league. That was 0.3%. 61% of kicks in the NFL went for touchbacks last year. That was before this rule. It's expected to be between 80 and 85% now. Essentially eliminating kickoffs. Tyvis is someone who played on special teams at the highest level mm. in the NFL. Just before we get into what this means for Jakeem Grant and the Browns roster, What's your take on the uh, the rule change? And it doesn't sound like you're a fan of this whatsoever. I'm not because it's people that that make their living on being you know gunners and being those guys on kickoff that goes down there and make those plays. I think you are kind of eliminating them. So now their chances of making the team now they have to be gunners on punt or they got to find a way to get it done on punt return. That seems like to be where the return game may still have some effect that but as far as kickoff and kickoff return not only are you taking the jobs away or the importance of those guys maybe that sixth corner or that that seventh wide receiver that's on the bubble of making it but he's a really good special teams player it won't hold weight anymore because there's no special teams anymore a whole phase of special teams is gone kickoff and kickoff return will be no longer there so there's no need of having that anymore so now that guy may get cut yeah. because he won't have the opportunity to make those plays. And before G gets into that, in that Rappaport tweet, he specified that special teams coordinators were like, no, 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 do not do this. Unfortunately, NFL owners vote on these rules, not coordinators. So as to your point, Tyvis, I mean, other than Trone and all the special teams coordinators in the NFL were like, and I get, this is what I do. I get the, the the make it safer, but like I say, the XFL, I think, did a great job of doing it. Yeah. I mean, they line each other up ten, five to ten yards off on the kickoff, and you got to make somebody miss or you got to beat your block or get on your block, and the returner's right there. It eliminates those 
those high collisions because high it's only a five yard yeah. thing. So if that's the that is still exciting. I think kickoff is the opening kickoff to me is still one of the most exciting things because it can change the dynamic of a game. You go that returner takes it to the house. The game is the crowd yeah. is going crazy or if somebody comes down on a kickoff and makes a big hit boom to start the game off. The crowd goes wild. The defense feeds off of it. You taking that away now. So now there's no energy that's going to be given off of special teams. Man, man it's a wrap. Y'all might want to work on your game, bro. Um, hey, if you a corner, it ain't good enough for be like I'm a gunner. I'm gonna run down there and nope. hustle. No, you better you better work on your back pedal. You better work. You better work on your ball skills, receivers. Hey, look, ain't no such thing as I'm just fast and I could just get these punts and go to the house or I'm gonna play on special teams. That's out of here now. This changed the whole dynamic a little bit. Somebody said in the chat, all right, then King Grant, we'll holler at you back. Holler, yeah. holler, holler back. Yeah. Um, you know, you, the guy like uh, short, guys like Schwartz. Uh, if you you are one trick pony and you you go, you're a special teams guy, this changes a lot of how you you moving. Um, you know, they're not gonna guarantee you no certain certain type of money um, to be back there just to fair catch kicks to be at the twenty five. So, you know, to me. It's, I like the way the XFL does it a, a little better. I like the fact that they're five yards apart, no running starts, and you still have the ability to kind of move and get to the crib if, if you if you creative and can do some things. But they've effectively, you know, they, the wedge busters they got rid of, you know, they got all the wedge, they got mm -hmm. rid of all of that stuff. Pretty soon, I think in about five years, they're just gonna say we're just gonna you just know take it, take it right. Or or look, they look at uh, when you punting. They could just say, all right, well, listen, we, we can give you an opportunity. They're going to kick the ball. It's going to fall wherever it lands. You get the ball right there. That's terrible. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's terrible. Like, man. like think of Devin, Devin Hester. That's what I'm saying. He's one of my favorite players ever that's because terrible. he didn't get the ball very often as a, a returner. He played a little receiver, but I mean, essentially, he was just a returner. A returner. Josh and Cribbs. That, Josh, Josh Cribbs. Dante Hall. I mean, he was more of a punt returner than a Dante kick returner. Hall was but like, some of the most highlight. exciting players. In the history of the NFL, have been return specialists. Mm -hmm. They may not be elite catching the ball. They may not be able to cover people like Glue, like Tyvis did. Mm -hmm. They're not big enough to play defensive line like UG. Mm -hmm. They're little dudes, usually track speed, mm -hmm. shifty as hell, yep. and they made dudes miss in ways that very few guys can do in the normal confines of a football field where there's 11 people on defense, 11 people on offense, with five offensive line. You know what I'm saying? Like in the normal confines. And it just. I get the safety reasons. I think uh, kickoffs were the number one concussion play, the number one highest percentage of concussion plays mm -hmm. because you got 270-pound dudes running full speed for 40 yards, hitting other 270-pound dudes, and that's obviously dangerous. So I, I, I get it, but I hate this so damn much. Like I, love, like I, I said, if, if that was the case, if that was what it really was, then why not adapt the XFL rule? I mean, I think. And do we have it, that tag board? Do you have the it, XFL one? It perfectly one? doesn't eliminate Didn't something. Find one, sorry. It doesn't eliminate it the most exciting play of a game, or one of the most exciting plays. It still gives the returner chances to, you know, find a lane and hit it and make a return. I don't even know if the XFL even have a bunch of kick returns anyway, so it's very effective. I don't. I. I, I, I think they, they. I don't like that. I, 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 I hate I, it. I compare it to <laughs> basketball, like. You know, back in the day, there was defensive players counted, right? Yeah. Like because you could, because you could hand check if you were very strong, and you can you, you you were able to keep guys in the post. You were able to hand check. There was a lot of guys that were very dominant 
because on the defensive end because they were allowed yeah. doing that when they took that away it went one way real quick yep. and you still they, you can't guard these dudes now and you mentioned Jakeem Grant like this rule affects him more than affects anyone else on the Browns roster maybe anyone else in the NFL he's a guy who didn't play last year coming off a of torn Achilles mm. a guy who was brought here to be their return specialist and y'all correct me if I'm wrong yeah since Josh Cribbs, the Browns have been very average to mediocre in the return game. Donovan Peoples-Jones had that punt return this year. Yeah. That was their first punt return since, I believe, 2013. With punt return Trav- touchdown. With Travis Benjamin. Yeah, yeah, Travis, I guess Travis Benjamin. Yeah. But, like, for the most part, he was brought in here to rejuvenate a return game that they hadn't had. And now he's competing with David Bell and Anthony Schwartz and Mike Harley for that last receiver spot. Look at his numbers. He's got six career return touchdowns. He has seven career receiving touchdowns. Like, where's his value as a straight-up receiver if he's only going to get a chance to return 10 to 15 kicks all year? All year. And Jerome Ford proved last year. He's pretty damn serviceable in that role, too. So, like, he's, a, he's very expendable. That's, Bye-bye, that's dude. What we, I can't, I can't we're foresee to a, the point a, where a, he's, a scenario where he's, Unless he come out in the preseason and, and just, just show that he yeah. was a dog at wide receiver because <laughs> the speedy wide receiver is always used for that. If he don't do that in the preseason, Bye-bye. He, he's it's over with. It's unfortunate to say. Yeah. That's Anthony Schwartz. Like, like he, Anthony Schwartz. It, well, this is the thing about Anthony Schwartz. For him, if he's not going to be a good wide receiver, he could be at least a good gunner. Like, come on, man. Go to punt. And I, be, I, Anthony, be a gunner on hey, play. Go to the punt. Go to Bubba Ventron and tell I'm him t- that I, I want to be a gunner. I am With t- that track speed, I am all you got to do is hit the sideline. They can't well, touch he, you. He come back like in, make though. plays. I am telling you, if Anthony, I'm telling y'all right now, I don't know why I got this feeling. No, I, I agree with you. I actually agree with this. If, if, have a year. if, if Anthony Schwartz catches two, he make any sort of plays, any sort. Like, he catch a long ball. Third-round pick, right? Yeah, he a third-round. They're not cutting him. But, <laughs> Thomas, it's going to come down, no joke. It could come down to Jakeem Grant, David Bell, and Anthony Schwartz for that, third, that last receiver spot. Legitimately, like this, this is a yeah. realistic possible scenario. So, you say David Bell, Anthony Schwartz, Jakeem ja- Grant, Grant, and Mike, Mike Harley. Harley. So, you got Jakeem Grant, who you signed, who now his return value is gone. Do you want this? You got two third-round picks in Bell and Anthony Schwartz. Bell, if, if that was the four, I, I think that's the four that's going to come down to the last the four, receiver spot. I would think that the nine may go to Jakeem Grant, and I'm gonna tell you why. Over Bell, I think I'm gonna tell you why. Because if Nick Chubb gets dinged up, Jerome Ford ain't returning on nothing. Fair. I, th- I what you mean? I think they'll put Jerome Ford back there. That's why they. That's why you can keep no, an I'm extra saying, receiver. I'm saying. No, no. He's saying if if Nick Chubb went down, Jerome Ford would be the starting start running back. back. Yeah, he's not, not returning return nothing. Oh, okay, back. so he would, well, well, here's the thing. Here's what I think they would do. I think that they you could steal a roster spot. You could put Donovan Peoples Jones back there, like just a fair catch. You put kick. Felton back. I mean, you put anyone back there just a fair catch. Like, though, yeah. or if you kept Demetrius Felton. So if, if I kept. He was supposed to be like a really good returner. What's going on with him? The return game is done. <laughs> if you asking me, I'm going to keep DPJ. I'm going to keep Ford. They're going to be in my rotation anyway. Now that I can get rid of Jakeem Grant because they're not going to be returning kicks anyway, I could keep another receiver. I could keep one of the guys that I, I wanted to keep, right? You, you, can, yeah. you, can, you can actually sneak a dude on a deep position because I think you're going to mess around and keep nine linemen. Not <laughs> nine offensive linemen. You're gonna keep nine or ten D linemen. It's gonna be ugly. And what's up? 
Yeah. Uh, I have your tweet, Mike, if you want to take a look at it and see if we can take tag board full. This is, this for is anyone that doesn't XFL know, this kickoff? The, yeah, these are the XFL kickoff returns. They stay five yards off until the uh, returner gets it, and then it's a free-for-all. And this dropped injury rates tremendously, but still kept the excitement of a kick return in the play. I, he's going to the house, oh, he too. Yeah, yeah. That's I, would, I would not be against uh, Is that Cordell Patterson? This. It no. is not Cordell <laughs> Patterson. But shout out to the Battlehawks. Um, they got robbed of a playoff spot, but it is what it is. But I, I, I prefer that over traditional kickoffs, especially if we're going to eliminate 95% of them. Anthony, we got to read before our next topic? Yeah, before we get to our next topic, though, I just want to remind everybody that you can get USFL seats for just $10. They come with free T-shirts, rally towels. Go celebrate pro football. You can check it out at USFL.com. Thanks to the USFL for sponsoring the show. And then, Mike, OTAs have officially started. It's almost football season. Football is in the air, my friend, and our first glimpse at the 2023 Cleveland Browns is officially here, and I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull a G. Bush for y'all real quick. Go ahead. I'm gonna pull a G. Bush. I, I thought about this long and hard last night when we were oh, coming up there with topics and figuring <laughs> figuring out go. what to talk about. And G. Bush, you know what? You you got me. You got me. I'm not gonna lie. I'm up here with Tyvis, who has some of the most absurd takes I've ever heard in the history of basketball. I'm here with G. Bush, the originator of the Duke of Knee Jerk. Yes, yes. So I'm gonna preface this by saying one thing. No one has ever looked bad in shorts in training camp in a video the team tweets out itself. The team's not going to tweet out a video of people looking bad. However, however, the Guardians are killing me, and I hate talking about the Guardians. I can't get excited <laughs> about what the Guardians are doing right now. The Cavs are in total disarray. I got <laughs> eviscerated on Twitter this weekend for a potential Jared Allen trade that was a complete hypothetical, but people like to take he, things seriously. So guess what? Let get? me get damn excited about seeing Deshaun Watson throw dimes to Elijah Moore and Cedric Tillman. Play the damn video, Steve. <laughs> Let's see the tag boards. Yeah, four to eight on target. We've been asking for this all offseason. Look at the mechanics. Look at the catch. He turns up field, Tyvis. That is what an elite receiver, an elite quarterback connection is supposed to look like. Next video. Let me keep going. Elijah Moore, you see two hands? Look, I can do it with one hand, like Waka Flocka. The one-hand catch from <laughs> Elijah Moore in shorts. I don't, was there a cornerback on him? I don't care. This is what I want to see 114 times in 2023. Next video, Steve, Cedric Tillman. Oh, this is Mike Harley. Deep ball perfection. Let me get 53 of these all season when Deshaun Watson throws for 72 touchdowns. <laughs> and last but not least, third-round pick, Cedric Tillman. You see this jump ball, Tyvis? I don't care if you're out here guarding him. Cedric Tillman's about to cook. Yes, he's in shorts. Yes, there's no pads. Yes, this doesn't matter. And yes, I am absolutely hyped to see the Browns doing some football activities because there's nothing else in the Cleveland sports scene right now to be excited about. I'm done. Y'all go. That was uh, Thank you. that was tremendous. That was Mr. McNuggets. I'm, I'm not getting hyped off of no no video. <laughs> I need to see it happen, but I you do, just saw it happen. I you do, literally with no, your no, own no, eyes no, just no, saw it no, happen. No, 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 no. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking. I am not one that likes to watch things with no equipment on. I, I this is this game. Unless, I, I if, this was seven, if this was seven on seven, I'd be all on. Listen, I'd be I prefaced it, it with saying, you know, I know where these clips came from. I know what they're trying. Yeah, no, I'm not, not going to let that I, ruin my damn excitement. I'm not going off of that right now. You don't got to talk five days for two hours, okay? Like, I got to talk Guardians every day. Oh, the Guardians offense. Cavs, what are you going to do? It looked good, though. I, I like, finally got someone to be excited about. Let what, me rock. The, the first throw. Was good. 
it was really good That's because done. it was you could tell that they got the chemistry. You could tell that those guys have been working together. Yeah. He understands the timing of it. You know, before Elijah Moore is even out of his break, the ball is coming is perfectly where he's going to be. He's able to catch it and get upfield. So that shows you that the chemistry is there. All those offseason trips to Puerto Rico or wherever the heck they going, it shows that it's, it's working out. Now I need to see it with pads on and I need to see it when some DBs is on him. If those plays are still being made, then I can be excited for it. But right now, I'm not being excited for routes on air. Man, come on, man. Let me get my picture together so y'all can be cool. I can't believe you over here drawing this right now. When he flipped this around, I'm scared to see what this is. It's going to be a shame. Am I going to lose my job as graphic designer of the show? Yes. Yes. Uh, I tell you what, it's a nice doodle. It's a nice doodle for him to be just freehanding it like this. I will say, though, to Tyus's point, and yeah, I know I'm a little overexcited, but that first throw to Elijah Moore was a dime. Yeah, it was. Like that, like, obviously, it's no defense, no nothing, but Here that go. first throw was a dime. I don't think it's what you e, got. Well, it, we, that's how I do it. You know what it is. <laughs> cool, you spell Kool-Aid wrong. No it, you know, I got the E in there. <laughs> Kool-Aid, that's what I'm talking about. Listen, ready to go. The Kool-Aid is back. <laughs> ready to go, G push. Hey, the Duke of knee jerk. Hey, listen, I was, I was, I was sitting here at the, at the house. I was sitting at the crib, and uh, it, it, was, it was a thing that came what, up. What color up. is that? Just out of curiosity. It's uh, brown. Red. <laughs> oh, red. Red. It's the brown school house. Red. 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 No, he said right. Red. I was at the crib, and and I saw it, it hit. They said the Cleveland Browns OTAs. All of a sudden, my knees started shaking like this. I said, Hold on, hold on. Is that? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is that Deshaun Watson out there throwing the ball to Elijah Moore? I saw him. Look at the big receiver pause. Look at this huge receiver out there. Ooh. Come on, bro. You know, you got it. As soon as you saw them this. orange jerseys, as soon as you seen the helmets, you had grandeur thoughts, delusion like I did. You saw Deshaun Watson throwing for those those 40. Look at that. Throw it again. Look at, look at, this, look hand, at that speed cut. Hands. Who? Look at that Not speed him. cut. Not ah, him. Ah, 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 dimes. Elijah. Ah, a little behind him. It's okay. Move out the way. Back shoulder. Let me get that. Two tap. Bang. Let me see what they're talking about. Put the gravy on him. Is this on air? It's on air. I don't care. What do you mean you don't care? I'm cool. I don't I can throw that on air. It don't matter. Look at him. Look at that pirouette. That's on you. That's on you. That is what we call a pirouette punch. That is a pirouette. Look. Look at this. I can't believe this. That's a dime right there. To be honest, Tavis, is there a more pretty sight? in sports on social media than like a slow motion spiral. Easy money. No, that like is, it's, it's almost romantic. Nice. Like when you hey. see a slow you, motion. You remember depot? the two one the Tyreek Hill he <laughs> underthrew it last year. It was yeah. terrible. 
but, but it's still pretty. It was hey. nice. Like Hard Knocks starts every season of Hard Knocks. They show the deep ball in slow motion oh, as uh, Lee, what's it, Lee Schraber? Is that the guy who narrates? Yeah. And, and Hard Knocks goes like that. That's just romantic. And, 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 and here's the thing. And here's what I got to tell y'all. Man. A lot Do of you people, like my Kool-Aid, by the way? I, I, you, you feel that? Yeah, I, I can't like that. believe y'all. For you, I keep, especially for you. Tybus, come on, man. You got to understand. You you done played the game. You understand what this is, bro. Like, see, you guys at home, sometimes y'all are getting excited and y'all want to start doing stuff around when oh August two days come talk to me about August see players who play the game they don't live by that when you play it's in you it, it just turn on you be like oh listen I feel like I'm supposed to have pads on oh there's OTAs the conditioning you, every year at this time I get sick to my stomach because I'm thinking I got to go do a running test yeah. I still got it. <laughs> it it's traumatic nah, you be I'm like am I in shape or no is over. them days is over but here's the thing this is part of the game. Like yeah. y'all, y'all cats, Thank you. y'all cats is, it, why would you only want to do this? Uh, just get me to the games. Football is not no, just get me to the games. It's a lifestyle. It's a way you live. It's the cleats. It's the practice. It's the seven on sevens. It's putting in uh, installs and plays and See, playbooks. Man. What are y'all talking about? But before you go, Tyus, hey, can we put a uh, poll on the YouTube chat to see who thinks Tyus being a salty splatoon? Like, why is he so negative, Nancy? How am I being he came ne- in with a big smile. How on his face. am I negative? Why are you salty, bro? Listen, I'm mean? not salty in any way, and I'm not being negative. This, we literally do this every year. That's, we the, yeah, point that's the point. We do this, and, and what happens? It's my first year. I, I'm it's ready my to first, It's my first year of Browns camp. I'm not. I'm not going off of nothing that I see in this. I so need to see this. it on September. So watch that, that's, this. That's me. So watch this. See this is see Tybus. I'm gonna just put it out there. See bad job out of y'all. I don't want to hear nobody sitting here. We do this every single year. We take our nondescript children who will have no skill sets at this point and we take pictures with them every first day of school. My baby going into first grade. You give her a new outfit and some new kicks. Your son got a new shirt, and you do this every year. He in third grade. What's the difference between second and third grade? Nothing. He don't got no skill set. You don't even know what he want to do with his life. He just going to school, and you still be emotional, dropping your kid off in the fourth grade. Look at my baby and what they about to do. This is such a beautiful thing. Hashtag dad. Boy, if you don't get up out of here with these kids, and you gonna tell me that I got a you got a problem with me watching the Browns and getting excited about them throwing the ball seven on seven and you doing we do this every year, G Bush. Well, you do the same thing Thomas, every we, year. We gotta build ten hours of content a week, Wait and there's a, a lot of stuff that we gotta talk about every day because it's happening. That's just not exciting. Well, so when I get someone exciting to talk about, listen, I want to be excited. Well, I live in the real world, okay, and I'm a I'm a man about results, okay. okay. That that's that's me. I'm not going off of no hype. I need to see it, and I ain't seen it yet. I what I seen was seven and ten last year, and we was just as gassed up about that season. So I need to see it be put together. I need to see them against Cincinnati in September. When I see that, then I'll I'll change my mind. But right now. I'm not being excited for that. They be Big Douglas. They be acting like I, I. We all, when we get married, we got to go through anniversaries every doggone year. Now you telling me year five of the marriage was as good as year one? No, it's not. Everybody knows year it's, five ain't it. It's better. And we still got to go through. It's emotions. better. 
I'm still. Are, are you in year five? No, I'm in. I'll be on year three this year. There we go. Well, you can't say year five. Well, you call be me in year five. We'll wait for the results. Call me in year five. These guys out here be out here capping. Let me put my hat back. Er, listen, y'all wasn't that. Y'all was least, good when I wasn't like that. That's actually perfect because I do have poll results. Oh, poll uh, results. Yeah, give me some results, bro. So we asked, is Tyvis? I had a boohoo pal being a little <laughs> bit of a negative Nancy here. Oh my god. Forty-two percent of people say yes. 27 say no, and then 31 told you to put the hat back on, so <laughs> you, just, you knew already. Now, listen, listen. in, in reality, Tyvis is 50% right. 50? 50% right. And I'm going to say 50% And it's hard to see, yeah. Because, yes, uh, the Browns won in the Super Bowl today because they threw a couple awesome passes in 7-on-7 seven seven with no pads and no DFS. No, they're not winning the Super Bowl. But you're wrong, 50%, because guess what? I can still be excited about it. Yeah. There's, you can be excited all year. There's nothing yeah. wrong with being excited for the season. I'm excited for the season. I'm, gl I'm glad you put that on the record. I was getting. But it. I want to see some results. We all do, of course. I, I need to. I need. I'm not gonna get geeked up off no. So video. let me let me ask you this. This because this is a good caveat. And the Browns would never. The Browns would never do this. This would never happen. But if they put a pass of Deshaun Watson throwing an interception yesterday. Or like Amari Cooper dropping a pass to hit him right in the hands. Would you be like, uh oh? No. Okay, at least at least you're consistent. No. At least you're consistent. <laughs> I hate that too. At least you're people consistent. be people be saying that. It was a it was like a time like maybe three years ago. Yeah, I think it was the year that they went to the Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo threw six picks in the first practice, and everybody was like, oh my god, he's terrible. And they go to the Super Bowl. At so least it's you're like, consistent. Hey man, here's the thing. Here's the great the great thing about sports is this. It, it is it, it it is the process. It is it is the things that that happen besides the games. Yes, the games super count. Yes, they do. But you know better than anybody. To people out there that's right there playing, tell them tell the tell them borderline guys we just talked about like uh, Bell and Schwartz and Jakeem Grant. Tell them this don't count. Because they out there busting their tails. They out there putting everything. They out there trying to get reps, trying to get better. And by the way, this is the time in the place where you find guys that can help your team. Yep. Everybody ain't a first round pick. The guys need time to show and develop and do what they can do and show up and be like, hey, I'm a guy that's going to count. So when we be sitting here and saying that they don't count, yes, in the scheme of things, they don't count. But at the end of the day, that's what makes sports great. Yeah. The practices. That's why we love it. it other than that, it'd be meetings and, and work. Yeah. Like, this is why we like this. Like, like the stuff. Embrace it. Don't be like, don't wait into the games and then be like, oh, well, they lost the game. That's why we'd be so mad as hell after the games because <laughs> we don't pay attention to nothing except the game. And we only get 17. And games. we get 17 Plus of a playoff them. game, too, hopefully. Three or four playoff I'm games. So I'm not. I'm talking about from a fan's perspective. No, I, as I'm a, a fan too. As, as a player's perspective, there, there, the games is. It's I mean, the practices stuff. is the game, yeah. right? Like for me, when I went to practice, it was a game because yeah. I was fighting for my life every. I wasn't the luxury of a first and second round pick. I was an undrafted guy. I had no choice, so it was a game to uh, me. As a player, absolutely, they need to be going all out. But as a fan. No, I need to see some results. And, that, and that's totally fair. And let's be honest. Like, we knew Cedric Tillman could catch a football. Right. We knew Elijah Moore's fast and shifty. We know Deshaun Watson can throw a great deep ball. But I just like seeing it. I yeah. just, I just like, I'm, I'm a visual learner. So I like, and, and Tony Martinez came in and helped us put this show together. One thing he said, and I remember this because he had a stat for it. 75% retention rate. It, uh, the retention rate of viewers is 75% higher when they see the same thing you're talking about. 
Yep. So when we talk about Deshaun, Deshaun Watson throwing deep balls, and you see Deshaun Watson throwing deep balls, I think if I bada bing bada boom. I think if I sat here and talked about a corner's play, and just, without showing no clips, they still understand what I'm saying. But they'd remember it more if they could visually see it. That's, <laughs> that's his point. That's it, no, no, I'm serious. That's his point. It's not that they won't remember. It's just people in general have a much easier, especially with numbers like stats and stuff. That's why we show so many stat graphics. When y'all are talking about numbers, to hear it and see it together is the perfect viewer experience. Anthony, what's up before we move on to our next topic? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.